Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. That's good. You ready for the non-denominational but clearly Santa-related winter heroes to discuss? Sure. Yeah. We're getting all Coca-Cola up in this podcast. Um, you'll get that if you remember the Christmas uh, commercials they had. I didn't really need to explain it. Anyways, um, we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, one final tease, because this is our last episode of 2020, and that means that we have, as of this recording, 11 days of donation time for Extra Life, and we are doing our first Game Club of 2021, which will be Three Houses. Technically, technically, it's our second, but we're finishing off uh, Blazing Blade, and we'll be heading right into Three Houses. And I, I consider the last chapter of the Lynn's story of Blazing Blade is not technically a game club of 2021. No. So. Uh, but class of 202021, that's how that works. Maybe. I guess we, we, we are the co-hosts. We can make the rules. You're right. You're right. Take that, Blazing Blade. No, um, three houses. You get to pick the route. Currently, Verdant wins in the lead with eight votes. Uh, if you donate $10 or more, you can stack your votes. Go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan. All the donations go to Sick Kids, a great Children's Miracle Network hospital out of Toronto. Um, you might have, if you follow Ryan Reynolds, he's doing a big push for Sick Kids right now. Um, he's he's pretty big all over the world, not just in Canada, but he does a lot of work for Sick Kids as well. So um, you may have seen his ugly Christmas sweater. Eddie, is any of this making it south of the border? Um... <laughs> I haven't, I don't watch TV, okay. so it hasn't popped up in my YouTube recommendations. All right. Since I don't really watch ads anywhere, I haven't seen any of it. But You're here to hear first. Eddie is not a fan of Ryan Reynolds, and he does not subscribe to I, his YouTube channel. Well, I don't subscribe to his YouTube channel, but I, I do enjoy him. He's a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun. As far as Ryan's go, he's like your second favorite Ryan to hang out with, right? Sure, we'll go with that. Okay. Now well, it's hard to really put him on that list seeing as I don't hang out with him. So. You never know. Don't count yourself out. Don't, don't, you know, if, if he came calling, I'd be like, you know what? If I hang out with him, he will go on the list in whatever slot he uh, earns at that point. As of right now, I don't hang out with him, so I can't really put him on that list. It's tough competition. There are a mm -hmm. lot of Ryan. One could argue that I don't really hang out with you, at least not in person. Oh, once so, a week <laughs> we record a podcast. Online, yes. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Chat online. <laughs> We chat online. It depends just, on your definition of hanging out. I d you know what? In these COVID times, hanging out on the internet is True. hanging out, I would say. Then, yes, you are the top of the list of the Ryans I hang Perfect. out. Perfect. Well, now that we've established how thoroughly needy I am, let's move into the banners. Uh, let's talk about what's going on. we got the Weekly Revival Banner 21. Book, f book of, I almost said Book V. Book 5 uh -huh. begins, Reagan and more. That goes until Christmas Eve on the 24th. Tempest Trials Plus goes until the 27th, and A Festival Miracle goes until the new year. That's right, January 16th, the future. All these take place in the future. I don't know why I said that. Eddie, please take the reins. How has your summoning been this week? Summoning's been pretty good. We actually have um, the Bound Hero Battle banner going on right now as well. Oh, I missed that. Um, might have one more. Well, it just started like yesterday or the day before when the 
uh, kind of like GHB ended. Um, I think we have one more skill-based one running. Uh, I was trying to pull that up. Yeah, Leon and Erica, Tempest Trial, new power banner running. That's the skill-based one, sort of skill-based. Uh, and got nothing out of the, either of those ones of note. Uh, but I did, of course, you know me, do- dive into the Winter Festival banner and got uh, to try and get all of them since they are special heroes. Uh, but I did forget to jot down my summoning early enough to remember the exact order of everything, um, uh, as well as what pity all the exact pity breaks I got. And with the Tempest Trials, I had gone in and cleaned everything up, so I don't remember exactly all the details. Uh, but I did dive deep into the Winter Banner with an early double four-star Hilda, which I posted on the uh, Discord channel. Uh, but what I didn't post is that it was quickly followed up by a five-star Hilda showing up. Um, at the first spark, I did grab a Sephiron so I could drop the colorless orbs during my summoning. Um, with the speed at which I had gotten a handful of Hildas, I decided to see how far I could get into the into plus Tenninger, so I had kept summoning on blue. I did manage to get a winter winter burning. I think this was a neutral IV version I got because I remember uh, half chuckling to myself how I had grabbed Sephiron, Sephiron over Bernie uh, with a desire to get IVs. And then, of course, I summon a neutral version of her. Um, and I did also get Harmonized Altina before the second spark. Uh, so at that point, I decided whether or not I wanted to try and plus 10 the Hilda and ended up deciding to do so. Um, I continued uh, summoning green and uh, red for chances at a um, spare Hilda or a spare Bernie. Uh, and um, I did end up getting a second Bernie. Uh, I think this one was after the second spark, which I grabbed a winter Hilda to lower the number of Hildas I needed. Uh, this one had IVs on this Bernie. Uh, and I ended up going all the way to the third spark and ended up grabbing a spare Altina to remove her bane uh, from the one I had gotten. Um, in the end, I did manage a plus 10 Hilda. I had three five-star versions of her, and the rest were four stars. Uh, the most notable pity break that I did remember about was that I did manage to get Catherine, who I had skipped on her, uh, worrying about her on the original banner. So it's one less missing from my barracks. Nice. A good, productive week of throwing orbs at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, I, um, I I got lucky early on with, with the banner. It was about a day of sort of on and off summoning. Uh, I got a five-star Hilda pretty early on, and that was one of the characters I was kind of on the lookout for. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it's Hilda is one of those characters that my limited interactions with her in the DLC has been like, ah, oh, she's interesting. And I know we have fans. <laughs> I know we have fans uh, that listen to the show that like Hilda. Although I think some of the fans are more about her twin tails than anything else. But yeah, which is, you know, it's fine. And I but then, you know, I think I came around on her the longer I played that DLC. She kind of got more stable, I guess. I, I don't know. If you recruit her or have her in your house to start with and actually do her support conversations, you'll find out that there's a lot more to her than meets the eye. So mm-hmm. she is a pretty good character, as are most of the characters in that game, I think. Yeah. You know, even the villain is pretty, you know, has a pretty good actual 
character depth to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I got the five star Hilda and then I, on my quest to get, uh, oh, the spark, the, uh, Altina Sanaki. So I was trying to get the, at least one spark. And I mean, I did say this, uh, earlier on, I, I think when they announced the spark system for the special heroes, it's like, okay, everybody should at least spark once to show that we are serious to intelligence systems that if they put the spark system in, we will summon. Um, and I, and I did that. Uh, I ended up, but I ended up getting a lot more five stars than I thought in those 40 summons. I got a five star Gnaw, which I already had, um, a newer Catria, so the mild middle sister, which I did not have. Valentian Catria. Yeah, Valent- I was trying to remember the difference between the two, but that, yeah, that makes sense. And a Caden, which I did not have earlier outside of, um, my rambunctious eldest child. So, uh, that was, that was nice. Um, and... Yeah, and then on Spark, I picked up Altina and Sanaki duo. I, I don't think I'm going to head back in. I think I'm comfortable with those, although I'm a little jealous that you have a Bernie because uh, Bernadetta, she drops a house on herself with her weapon, <laughs> and I thought that's just almost worth turning battle animations back on for the for the holidays just to, just to see that animation. Um, but I yeah. uh, have, not, have not managed to get her yet. Or, or convince myself to jump back in. But with a spark, I guess I could. It's around for a month. I'll see what the New Year's heroes are, and then maybe I'll make a call then. But Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a busy, so, been a busy week. But that's Yeah, why. and the whole month's been kind of rough on my wallet uh, with my stubbornness. I uh, just wanted to update you. You had asked last week how, I had in, how far I had gotten with the Selena when I dove back into the uh, Sacred Stones banner. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping I either get lucky with the New Year's hero or don't care about the January heroes, uh, assuming they don't triple up on special banners like they did with that Hot Spring banners a couple of years ago. Uh, but the end result of my st- stubbornness was a plus five Regan and a plus six uh, Sacred Stone Selena. I realized that we actually have two Selenas in the barracks now. Hey, there you go. One from Fates and one from Sacred Stones. And you Same did spelling it. and everything. Good stuff, man. Uh, yeah, it's uh, but you know we did mention we're going to be off for a week, so we've got two weeks of events. The calendar's here for us, yes, and we can preview the next two weeks, so you folks can easily take a week off knowing you know what's up. Yeah. So starting by uh, early next year, the third of January, we have infantry assault quests starting on the twenty third. A new round of hall of forms starting up on the twenty fourth. Uh, the Legendary Hero Battle and Banner, starting on Christmas. Uh, Special Heroes Revival, Gifts and gifts of Winter and Glorious Gifts, starting, also starting on Christmas. Voting Gauntlet Login Bonus, starting on the 26th. Uh, Grand Hero Battle Revival of the Flame Emperor, starting on the 27th. As well as a new round of Lost Lore and another round of Pawns of Loki on the 28th. Uh, the Lost Swords on the 27th with the Grand Hero Battle Revival. The Heroes with Focus Manor will replace the... Uh, might, the new Heroes one might be running all the way till then, although I have another one starting here shortly. But uh, if not one in between, that's when the, that goes out and the Heroes with Focus Manor starts on the 28th. The Tempest Trial... Banner and login bonus for the New Year's Heroes starts on the 29th, as well as a voting gauntlet on the 30th. 
the revival of the Winter's Envoy Heroes starts on the 31st, uh, as well as the revival of the New Year's of Fire and Ice in Happy New Year banners starting on the 1st. Uh, and st- also starting on the 1st is the new round of New Year's Heroes. Uh, and we have a Bound Hero Battle revival for Robin and Corn starting on the 2nd. So, quite a packed month. Um, and based on previous years, expect some kind of Christmas special, whether on Christmas Day or a couple days before coming as well. Uh, last year, I think we got a bunch of free summons on some of the banners. So, maybe we'll get that again. Oh, maybe that's something right. Something else. They gave us like a host but of tickets. They didn't right? announce it. Yep, a whole bunch of tickets for some of the previous, maybe even the new Christmas banners. So, hmm. oh, that's good to know. I remember that. Yeah, so I look forward to that. But uh, I'm really looking forward to discussing Bernie dropping a house on herself as we discuss <laughs> the new special heroes, a festival miracle. Heroes from Fodlin and Tellius travel to Asker to celebrate in the winter festival. Oh, and joyous occasion, it's not all magical armor units. Yay! Nah, I never yeah, had a well, problem with it. But. Well, it's not all magical armor units. There are a handful of them in there, like our first unit, Sephron, the Hori Sovereign, met by Ike and seeming to be just a bishop in, uh, during Path of Radiance. Sephron was, in reality, the prime minister of Begnia and a ancient uh, Laguz, a very old Laguz, who had married Altina, as well as being the ancestor of Sanaki. Uh, he joins heroes as a colored, uh, colorless armored staff unit and wields the Tannin Baton Plus, which grants defense resistance plus two to allies within two spaces of him during combat and inflicts cooldown count minus one on foes per attack. His healing assist skill is restore plus, and he has a new skill in odd recovery, which at the start of odd number turns, it neutralizes penalty on allies within two spaces and heals those it affects for 20 hit points. Uh, and that's at the top tier level for it. He also comes with Earth Water Balm Plus and Tier 4 Attack Res Push. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I When this guy popped up, I had no idea who he was. Uh, reminding uh, me. Same that... here, there was a mention of potential spoilers if he went. Too far into details by Lord Nero. Um, I think it's the revelation that he is a Laguz over a thousand years old who is the ancestor to Sanaki's line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I never see this is the thing. Like, I really, really wish we could play, we could find a way to play the Tellius series in a way that uh, doesn't involve us spending hundreds of dollars on a GameCube and Wii game. Um, I know I own the GameCube. Yeah, the game. bigger issue would be finding a way for me to play the GameCube, even if I manage to spend the hundreds of dollars on finding the game. Do you have a Wii? I have a Wii. Or no, I'm not sure I have a Wii. I know I have a Wii U. Yeah, the Wii will play GameCube games, but if you don't have a Wii, a Wii would probably be easier to come by than a GameCube. So you, you I think you could... You could probably, I don't know, could you find a Wii? What's Wii's going for these days? <laughs> uh, no clue. Either way, it'd be a lot of work, and just finding the game afterwards would be a pain. So Yeah. It, oh, of course. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I don't know. I've, I don't know much about this character, but I do know this. He's rocking like a really Christmassy staff. Uh, I dig that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, other than that, he just, he, he looks very, very, uh, very Christmassy, and I dig it. I dig it. 
Um, as I alluded to earlier, we're going to talk about Bernadetta, the frosty shut-in. Bernadette is all dressed up for the winter festival. She's a member of the Black Eagle House who normally keeps herself cooped up in her room. So it's a, it's a pleasant surprise to see her out enjoying the holiday festivities. Bernadetta is a green tome cavalry unit wielding wrist or wrist, depending if that H is silent or not, which drops a house on Bernadetta and not her enemy. But it does grant uh, speed plus three. And at the start of the turn, if unit's HP is equal to 100% and unit is within two spaces of an ally, deals one damage to unit and allies within two spaces of unit. And if unit's HP is less than 100%, uh, at start of combat, grants attack slash speed plus six to unit during combat and reduces damage from foe's first attack by 30%. Uh, guess dropping a house on you does pay off. No new skills, but has Moonbow as a special attack slash speed solo four in the A slot, lull speed slash resistance three in the B slot, and rouse attack slash speed three in the C slot. Uh, I gotta say, like, her her special attack or when she drops the house is is fantastic so and i think it's kind of a play-in on her being a shut-in so she's shutting herself in and attacking you for trying to get in type thing yeah you know with her special attack so but and also um i think you might want to relook into your definition of enjoying the holiday festivities because you know she doesn't seem to be really enjoying having to be out and participate look we're just trying to make this a positive place and uh i choose to believe that I'm she's not trying enjoying. to make it negative i'm not trying to make it negative but seeing as her comments about what did she do to deserve this and stuff like that <laughs> for having to be out in the festivities when you have her it kind of feels like she might not actually be enjoying it well, would rather be back in that house that she drops on herself if she wasn't enjoying it i feel like she would be even worse <laughs> This is like, this is like positive. I, I uh, I'm do love myself. that she brought her uh, stuffed hedgehog along with her. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask. That was the question I was going to ask. Is that in three houses? I don't remember the stuffed hedgehog, I or maybe I missed it. I think it is. There's a month where you she lets you into her room, and I believe she has a little stuffed hedgehog on her bed. I can't remember for sure. It's been a bit, but I'm pretty sure it is. Hmm. Interesting. So. I'm I'm excited about this uh, this next hero who is carrying an oversized candy cane. So, uh, yes, Hilda, uh, the twin tail queen. Although I still prefer Lissa, but you know she's a she's a good twin tail uh, substitute. Um, Hilda returns despite her best efforts after raiding Tharge's clo- and after raiding Tharge's closet for the armor that covers the most amount of her body uh, with. Uh, Special version as a blue armored lance unit in the four-star focus of the banner. She wields the Candy Cane Plus, which which grants uh, the standard buff for generic weapons in this uh, year's special heroes banner. This year's winter heroes, which is it grants attack defense plus five during combat and inflicts cooldown reduction of one per attack on foe if she is within two spaces of an ally. Um... I'm sure the buff is requiring this uh, distance. I don't know if the cooldown reduction requires the assistance or the distance or not, uh, but it lists it all together, so it might require that. Uh, She does have a new skill of even follow-up three, which gives her a guaranteed follow-up attack while preventing the foe from doing a follow-up attack on even-numbered turns. She also comes with shove and attack defense form, 
Uh, her new skill, the even follow-up three, is armored only and is fully unlocked at four stars. Nice. Yeah, she's. Uh, she, I love. I love the giant candy cane. I mean, yes. how long has it taken? I'm sure someone has a, a giant candy cane that I'm forgetting, but uh, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it should be sharper on the end. Just, just throwing that out there. It's, it's, if she was an axe user, I well, could see maybe she's using the blunt end, but. As a lance user. Well, you know, it was clear back, I think it was Halloween Mia, mm-hmm. that they give up on making the weapons actually make sense when Mia's staff that looks like a spear happened. But you led so well with a carrot lance in the first Easter banner that I'm you couldn't I'm not arguing that, but I think they eventually decided that, you know, oh, we want this unit to be a staff lance u- unit. Oh, oops, we accidentally designed her as a lance originally so now she's a staff unit oh well we'll not bother changing it so well i'll say this: she really works as a as a sort of a winter holiday christmas hero i think she has the uh the personality mm-hmm. and she's bubbly and she can wield a candy cane like nobody's business so uh i'm oh, surprised yeah. they made her the four star though honestly not in terms of like skill but in terms of like popularity of the character it, that feels like the true Christmas gift for for opera, I guess. <laughs> he already got his gift. He opened, he got his plus 10 Hilda, so, and you did as well, I guess, so. Yep, I did get a plus 10 Hilda as well, so. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, there, maybe that's the <laughs> Christmas gift. No tickets, just a, a, a 10 star Hilda, or a 10, plus 10 version of Hilda for everyone. If they do that, I think me and, uh, me and opera would be very annoyed and upset, because we spent all our so many orbs on doing that for them just give us one no then you'd have two i guess that wouldn't make you happy <laughs> all right well, well uh, i would be annoyed by that because i don't need two plus ten hildas yes opera might love to have two plus ten hildas yeah let opera have his win it's okay uh altina cross time duo is the harmonized hero on this here banner altina bingyon's uh first empress uh and Sanaki, the 37th Empress, are teaming up. It's heartwarming to see them having so much fun together. Imagine getting to team up with your distant relative like this across so many generations. It really is a winter festival miracle. Oh, I should say it like this. It truly is a winter festival miracle. Altina, I don't know why I said it differently. Um, Altina mm-hmm. is a red sword infantry duo hero a harmonized hero that wields her uh, mythic hero weapon Ragnar plus uh, on Alondite. So same weapon. Um, so same as, as uh, mythic, mythic uh, Altina. They have a yep. new skill in the A slot called attack slash resistance unity, where if unit is within two spaces of an ally grants attack slash resistance plus five and bonus to attack slash resistance during combat equal to the current penalty on each of those stats times two. This calculates each stat bonus independently. Rounding out her kit is twin blades as a special null C disrupt in the B slot and attack slash resistance O3 in the C slot. Their harmonized skill grants grants resonance blades to unit and allies from the same title as unit that grants attack slash speed plus four during combat for one turn. The skill also grants vantage to unit, where if foe initiates combat, unit can counterattack before foe's first attack for one turn. Uh, am I mistaken? I mean, I use a lot of Altina 
Am I mistaken in, in guessing that she has vantage? I thought she had vantage. Does she usually counters before? So this is a special version of vantage. Um, oh, it is okay. Vantage usually requires a uh, health damage health pull. Okay. Um, as for base LT now, let me see if I can find her. I was just gonna pull it up. Yeah. So you you do know where her weapon comes from, right? No. Is it Lori? Lore lore based? I I'd be terrible if it was. Sorta, of, kinda. Okay. Ike's weapon is Ragnall, and the Black Knight's weapon is Elondite. So her oh. being a thousand years old, those two weapons have ended up in the hands of those two different people. But oh, I did not know that. Yep, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I, she... was, I actually had the game up because I was checking on Black Knight's weapon. I was pretty sure he had Elondite. Yeah, and um, Mythic Altina has Vantage 3, so unit counterattacks first okay. when it when so attacked. So she just has base Vantage in hers, but as you see, it has a health requirement, which yeah, the HP... Harmonized skill does not have. Exactly. So the, the HP requirement is HP uh, less than or equal to 75%. So, yep. or, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay, that's really interesting. Um, I, at first, I'll say this, like, again, being a Telia series, I'm like, oh, I don't know. But I do like Altina, um, and I did. I had no idea that they were sort of um, related in the sense that one, one was the first emperor and one was the thirty seventh. I had no idea that was the case. Yeah, I didn't know the exact connection, and I didn't realize Altina was the ancestor. But when you look at them side by side, it's more noticeable. You know. Yeah. And I don't know if you listened to their dual skill. I watched um, Phoenix Master One's summoning video where he played through their dual conversation and it was quite cute yeah no i so. thought it was really well done and um i always like when they they play around with that a little bit in the duo heroes and i think this is a really yeah. cool one because there are a lot of descendants like i wonder if you could do now don't don't quote me on this and don't correct me feel free to correct me but aren't marth and Crom, like long, like long distanced relatives as well. You could do something there, maybe. I can't remember if they were like related. I do not know for sure. Okay. Um, I thought that I Krom know has the Exalts brand, but I don't know if that's something that came from Marth, someone somewhere else. Um, I know Marth is a legendary hero of, you know, the world that Crom and them live. Because they knew of him from centuries ago. I do not know if it ever specifically stated that they are. I do believe that oh. Ulysse is the uh, modern-day equivalent of the land Marth was ruling. So, he, so Krom is, uh, as we know, the father of Lucina, a direct descendant of the first exalt, and a distant descendant of Marth the Hero King. So. Okay. I don't know. First... I don't know where the first exile comes from, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently um... he is a at least a distant. So maybe you know, as genes or you know, as uh, genealogy trees spread out over the years, he's like you know, somewhere off to the side. Everyone's related to Martha at this point, right? Maybe not everyone, but a good chunk. <laughs> Well, we can only hope. Uh, 
yeah we got one more hero and this is a, a, a three houses hero rounding out the pack with in the tempest trials yes uh felix icy gift giver member of the blue lion's house and former friend of dimitri who became far more quiet and closed off uh, after losing his brother during the tragedy of dusker felix joins heroes as a armored blue bow unit he wields the reindeer bow plus which has the standard 2020 winter effect uh, where if he is in two spaces of an ally, he gains attack defense plus five, and foes get a debuff of one per attack to their special cooldown. Um, and as with all bows, it has uh, effective against flying units. As a Tempest Trials unit, he does not have any new skills, but he does have Glimmer, Swift Sparrow, and Dull Range, with Dull Range being fully unlocked at four stars. Mm-hmm. So... I dig the reindeer bow. I gotta say, it's very mm-hmm. festive. And Felix was not a character that I really latched onto in Three Houses, uh, so I'm kind of okay with him being relegated to the Tempest Trials unit. <laughs> um, but I dig the outfit. I think the outfit is rad, like a full-on Santa suit gear. Like this, this is what Santa would look like in his early years if he was like a bowman. Just rocking around the Christmas tree, throwing some, throwing some arrows and stuff. I don't know. He just doesn't seem. Does Santa often throw arrows? I don't know. Maybe in his early years. Now he just has elves do all of his work. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I, I dig it. I, I've not used him yet. I did unlock his his first sort of four star unit from Tempest Trials, but I think yep, I think I've the gear also works unlocked really. his four star version. I haven't quite gotten to the five-star version yet so mm-hmm. i just i just think he has a stellar outfit for for a christmas sort of get up so um solid tempest trials unit if you're looking for a freebie uh christmas sort of unit to run around with continuing so. with the special unit uh quirks his arrow heads are reindeers yeah, yeah. i mean i'm sure aerodynamics a magical bow yeah, it's a magical. Because looking at his attacks, attack art, his bowstring disappears halfway down on the top half. Again? Again with the magical bows. Yeah, I'm sure it's a case of it doesn't want, they don't want it blocking his face for the art, but it's just, it either vanishes around his back and comes out through his neck, or just vanishes halfway down when he's drawing it. Oh yeah, look at that. And... <laughs> It's literally faded out. Yep. Okay. I'm sure it's just for the art so they can show his face, the whole his whole face, but it's just looks kind of weird when you realize it. Yeah, you just broke the glass for everyone on that one. Way to go. Yep. We're going to get emails about that. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, well, I hope everyone enjoys those winter heroes as they uh, celebrate safely during these holidays with Fire Emblem Heroes, and and, uh, and yeah, get your summon on. you got three sparks, so use them wisely. And uh, yeah, let's move into the Outrealm Gate, where we are going to talk about some Game Club. We played some more Blazing Blade, and we've got Chapter 9 to discuss. Uh, there are two more chapters, including Chapter 9, so we will, as mentioned earlier, continue with Chapter 10 in the new year. But Chapter 9 involves Lynn and her friends have been branded as traitors. Pretenders to the throne, Lungren has sent word to Kaelin's neighbors, warning them of Lin's approach. He calls for reinforcements to put an end to the imposter. 
the other realms of Lycia choose to act, Lynn will never reach Kaelin alive. Lynn places her faith in Elliewood and waits. Joyous occasion as this map has a forced unit promotion before level 20, yuck. Uh, I will I'll make a note on that. I guess in Lynn, if you play on hard mode, it won't make you upgrade him, which I guess is pretty nice if you're playing on hard mode. You don't you want to kind of get as much skill can't as possible. I remember. I think there is an option to um, uh, turn off tutorials. So if you have the tutorials off, they might not make you do the promotion either. What? Are you telling me we could have had tutorials off this whole time? I could be wrong on that. I thought there was an option when you started <laughs> I to say you wanted tutorials or not. But. I don't remember that, but... Man, if it's in I there, I could be wrong. Maybe it is only in hard mode that you have that option, or it well, does that. I know when I started this map, it was very adamant that I promote Wallace before I did anything. Oh, yeah, for me, that was the annoying part was that I couldn't have him move a step closer to where I wanted him to go. Yeah, before I had him promote. It's like exactly. no, promote me. Waste waste this character's turn this turn. Yeah. Now I will say this: when you do promote him, um, he does have a he does have a solid movement speed or movement range mm-hmm. uh, in his new sort of getup. But uh, I had completely forgot they hand over a general so late in the game. Usually you get one of those early on, um, and you don't really get like a heavily armored unit in Lin's route, because I guess the, the maps are much easier. But So, get- I mean, yeah, this is kind of, like we said, it's kind of a tutorial zone. And, yeah, this is our Jagan-like character, or whatever you want to call him, Frederick or whatever the pre-promoted unit it's just they actually make you do the promotion to teach you how to promote units yeah and i do appreciate that i think in later games they do kind of stress to you like hey at level 10 you can do this or you can continue to earn stats and yeah but like in these older games where you there's not really a way to uh grind up extra xp like redoing maps and stuff it the level 20 thing isn't really as necessary and if you're actually able to do that very much it's kind of an indication of um over reliance on certain units so if that unit gets smacked down you're gonna have a lot tougher time because mm-hmm. i mean if you're getting a character up to level 20 i mean with the limited number of heroes it means some of your other characters might be a little low if something happens to that character yeah true i i think that I like I like Wallace's personality. I think he's great. So I was, as he's badgering you for not upgrading, I thought that was, a lot of people might find that annoying, but it's like, okay, at least he's like playing the part. And it's not mm-hmm. just a tutorial of like, no, you need to do this. It's like, no, Wallace is like saying, no, man, unlock my true potential. Woo! He's got that like, uh, dude oh, yeah, lift they've bro. They've actually been really good about all that with all these tutorial things. After they put up the tutorial screen, screen they usually have, and even before, sometimes they usually have character chat that makes sense for the character. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing you might have hated uh, is that this is our first Fog of War map. So you're getting to experience that as well. Um, luckily, a village to the north has torches for those that need them. Working your way east, you'll come across General Eagler. A house to the north sheds a bit of light on why the general may be siding with Lundgren, as it's suggested that Eagler knows of Lundgren's treachery. Upon defeating the general and seizing the castle of the map, Kent and Sane theorize that someone dear to the general must be held captive in order for Eagler to act this way. As the group move closer to Kaelin, we get a scene of Lundgren being an evil Fire Emblem character, wishing that his brother would just die already. Um, 
Yeah, when you kill Eagler, he pretty much says like, "Uh, go now. You must save yeah. the Kalen or whatever." And he, he's, yeah, he's your traditional Camus type. Uh, although Camus was actually um, fighting for his beliefs, not so much as being forced to fight. He's your traditional Camus. I'm fighting because, you know, I'm fighting the bad fight because I have to for some reason or another, mm-hmm. whether it be beliefs or in Eagler's case the speculated someone being held captive yeah so. yeah all in all I, I really enjoyed the chapter I had to restart once due to the fog the fog of war uh caught my Lynn off guard and she got killed and I had to um load a restore point yeah. that just happened you to had, be you had to <laughs> restart because yeah. there's no other options there you're right you're right and uh I had a a uh uh, a restore point set but it was near the start of the map so i had to kind of no matter what start over but so, um the fact not... that they give you a couple turns before the restore point yeah um helped me out and that i was extra cautious of florina whereas if i had for if they had started in fog war i might not have realized there was there there was there were little talking thing complicated it is there were those archers in the top right and I might have put her too close to them. So. Yeah. No, yeah, there is a there are archers that come down and then there are a couple of lance units that will come from the top left. So yes. if you have like some healers or or nils, your dancer, you know, sort of hanging about, um that can cause some issues as well. Yeah, I actually didn't have it too hard. I managed to get um I sent Florina to the mountain keep in the center. And um, I just happened to send the right people to the right area for the other things. Uh, well, really, it was a case of I brought um, Kent or Sane, one of the cavalrymen, backwards after sending him out initially uh, to the bridge at the south. Brought him back and had him hold off the guys coming out of that mountain pass. Uh, Lynn was able to fight the axe guys coming out of the front mountain pass easily enough. Um, then, uh, had the other one of Kentersine up in the north, along with Daros, just taking care of those axe guys as they came around the corner. So, was holding off the back guys pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I had Florina blocking one keep and was being extra cautious because of those archers, making sure I had Wrath and Kentersine up there taking care of those guys up north. Mm-hmm. And the cavalrymen in the forest came, started coming north once I had those guys up there. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't have a hard time once I was able to kind of set up in between. There's the bridge, so I, I did sort of bring Wallace back after I had him sort of poking around um, the first sort of respawn point, and then I pulled him back to the bridge to hold there, and then kind of just created this like wedge until people stopped spawning and coming at me, and then I I quickly rolled through the rest of the map again. Not a not a difficult map, but certainly designed to get you used to how the fog of war is going to work, right? So yeah, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some fog of war maps that'll be more annoying, but like I said, I think because this map gives you like two, two and a half turns before the fog war activated. Mm-hmm. It helped me get a lay of the land, what was likely to be coming from certain areas. It also kind of secretly taught you about um, ambush 
reinforcements. So yeah, they try am, ambush reinforcements are kind of a general name for reinforcements that move the turn they appear. Oh, okay, yeah, that actually I didn't really notice that. So that's interesting too. So that's good. Yeah, to the know. guys who showed up in the forts all around the map got to move the first turn they appeared. They didn't stand there for a turn, leave, and then a new guy appeared at the end of the turn. They appeared at the start of the turn. Mm-hmm. And move during that turn. Yeah. I, I think most of the time they were appearing in the fog, so I didn't notice um, yeah. them moving, but that makes sense. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I really enjoyed this map. Um, it was the first one to present sort of a... I'm not just going to be able to, you know, run through it. I had to actually use some mm-hmm. strategy with the fog and, and hero or units kind of appearing into nowhere. So yeah. we'll see how chapter 10 goes, but any additional thoughts on chapter nine before we close out 2020? No, um, there was, uh, you did forget to mention at the start, we had, a, we chatted with Eloa and explaining why he doesn't show up in this map after the end of the last chapter is that he convinced the other countries or other parts of the area to not get involved, mm-hmm. preventing Lundgren from having extra reinforcements from other countries in the area. So, but oh. because he had convinced other countries to not get involved, he could not get involved either. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes sense. I did miss that. I think um, I think I was progressing through the story. I must have hit a B instead of an A, and I think I skipped that whole... Oh, okay section by by accident so i'm glad you mentioned it because i was wondering like i think i'm missing something because elliewood is mentioned but not show so that makes a lot of sense and i i mean obviously it worked out in the end for us right because we only had to deal with the opening section which you know shows the weird logic of um sometimes with fire emblem is the fact that the entire party is inside the village at the start of the map and then you're chatting with elliewood and then suddenly you're out of the village but if you go back Instead of giving it to you while you were there, they give you the torch then. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. Well, I mean, yep. that is going to do it for Chapter 9. Uh, we are going to be back in the new year with Chapter 10 to close out Blazing Blade. And as I mentioned, we are going to run uh, into Three Houses, our first true 2021 game club. And we were asking our lovely listeners to choose which route we play uh, through Extra Life. So if you donate at bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan... per vote, and you can stack your votes. It all goes to charity, 100% of it, and uh, we will choose the next route based on those votes. Currently, Verdant Wind is in the lead with eight votes. Crimson Flower is following up with five votes. So you have until December 31st to vote if you would like to uh, choose which route we play. But as of right now, it's looking like we're starting 2021 with Sir Dear Claude and Verdant Wind for three houses. Yes. So, um... For those who aren't aware, uh, this is our first playthrough of Three Houses, so we will be playing both Part 1 and Part 2. When we go back for other playthroughs, we'll either do Part 1 off-screen or uh, just, you know, if we have a save that allows us to skip it, skip it. Um, We also have been discussing, and uh, wouldn't mind hearing some opinions from you guys, Um, should we devote a separate week of Game Club to doing the monastery stuff? And in theory, also any uh, bonus battles in paralogs? Or should we try and see if we can do everything within a week at a time? 
you know. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously some weeks it'll vary depending on how quick the monastery section is, but you know, later later months they get a little long and would you guys as the listeners prefer to hear a week specifically dedicated to a monastery section or you want us to just keep moving? I mean, we'll we'll make our decisions as we're there, but wouldn't mind hearing your thoughts on that. Yeah, for sure. So if you want to let us know uh, how we should proceed with part one, obviously it'll be a, a learning experience as well as we play and discuss. So feel free to provide feedback either now or or during our game club. You can do so uh, by joining our Discord. It's the best place. You can go to the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can also email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can visit us on the web, gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy, Eddie at Drelfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call and Summoner's Call in 2020. Have a great couple weeks. We'll see you in the new year, and happy summoning.